Welcome to the Elevate Media Podcast. I am Chris Anderson, your host. I'm looking forward to diving into today's episode and giving you a little bit more direction so you can elevate your business, elevate your life, and make a difference in the world. If you like anything you hear today, make sure you share it along. Make a difference in someone else's life. And if you do like something, make sure to go to Apple Podcasts and rate, review, and subscribe. It makes a whole world of a difference for us here at the podcast. Continue to do this to bring great guests, great information to you so you can elevate your business, elevate your brand, elevate your life, and take big steps moving forward. Thanks again, and let's dive into the episode. We're going to be diving into how to improve our networking, how to uh, make better connections. Uh, We're going to do that through the expertise of Ben Albert, who is the owner of Balbert Marketing. He's also curator of Real Business Connections Network, where he hosts five podcasts himself. So Ben, welcome to Elevate Media Podcast today. Hey, I'm excited to be here. It's an honor, Chris. And the trademarking, this is like an aha moment for me because I almost don't want to say them out loud. I own a lot of fantastic domain names. Yeah, well, don't say them out loud. We'll keep those, yeah. And the fact I got the domain name blows my mind in the first place, but there's no trademark around it. So um, valid point to consider those kind of things that often go lost in the sauce if you don't yeah. think about the legal. Right. Like it just so many things that can slip through when you're trying to build a business from scratch and bootstrap and expand and scale like we're doing. And it's like those little things that just like you want to be really pissed off about, but it's like... Like I heard the other day, this too shall pass. I know it's from the Bible and things like that, but this too shall pass. It'll end up being good, bad, or indifferent. It won't matter. We'll get through it. And no one will probably ever know or remember Elevate Your Brand eventually because it'll just be Elevate Media Podcast. So, but that's kind of the journey of entrepreneurship. You got to roll with the punches and deal with some of those obstacles sometimes. But been excited to dive into this. I know you have a method for improving our networking experience so we can have better connections to boost our connections with your CAN system. So we're going to dive into that first though. Mm-hmm. I want the audience, my cat back there. You good there? I have to do more editing now. Thanks cat. Hey, leave it in, leave it in. There you go. Hey, that's part of it. So that's part of it. Oh, but yeah, I'm excited to dive into that can system and we're going to do that here in a second, but I want people to know a little bit more about you. Like we can talk your bio, we can talk about all your experiences and all your success and people go do that on your own. We're going to let you connect with Ben after this. He's going to let us know where to find him, but I want to know about Ben, you know, so we have a, a game here. Let's get deep. It's called friends edition. So nothing weird. And we're not sponsored by this game unless they want to, and they hear this, but they have this section in their cards that are icebreaker questions. So I'm just pulling from that. And this one is not good. So I'm going to go to the next one. (laughs) Actually we're going to do, but we're going to do two, Ben, you're special. First one, what is your ideal room temperature? This could tell a lot about a person. Maybe I'd say 70, 70. Okay. Yeah, that's pretty good. I think I almost said 60 died, and you said this would tell a lot about a person, and then I moved it up to 70. Yeah, we have to, we have to keep ours at 70 or like even up to 72 because our house is old and so it doesn't have good temperature control throughout the whole house. So that yeah. keeps rooms in the end of the house at 70 and comfortable in the rest of the house. And I usually like a chillier 68, but my wife and stuff doesn't. So I, I compromise, I guess, which is fine. 
So that that was an easy one. But this one, I'll be, I'm interested. This one can really kind of open things up. No pun intended. What was the last book you read? In full? Sure. Yeah. I'm asking last book it. you enjoyed reading, I guess. So modern leader Javon McCormick. Okay. Don't know if you know Javon, but he uh, he's the CEO and president of Scribe Media. Oh, okay. Um, largest uh-huh. self-publishing company in the world. Tucker yep. Max is a partner there. Without giving his whole story, because he actually <laughs> tells it in his first book, How I Got There. Javon was a son of a black pimp father who birthed 22 kids and a white orphan mother on welfare. So he was half white, half black. Never quite was accepted by either group. Was called Oreo. His mom was called N-Word Lover. Uh, and through all his struggle, he got there. And he talks about that in his first book, wow. Modern Leaders, talking about how to actually be a modern leader. And the Javons in the world that never had a place when they were younger, how huh. to actually include them. Not wow. pretend like you're including them with some right. demographic thing. <laughs> yeah. Actually allow them to come to the table. Mm-hmm. And he talks about the old playbook and how the old playbook was written for this old-fashioned way of things. And yeah. then he wants to rewrite it with the new playbook. We could do just literally a whole podcast right. on Javon. That's my non-concise <laughs> way of saying Modern Leader was a great book on on how to That's be a cool. leader in this day and age. That's really neat. That's really interesting. I'm going to have to check those out now because that sounds just like a fantastic read and a lot of good information and just a cool story probably from what he has to share. So mm-hmm. awesome. So Modern Leader and then his How He Got There, right, was the first one? Yeah, I got How I Got how, There. How, I got how there. Uh, it's like a very long tale. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> How mixed race. Okay. Man, the title and then the tagline after kind of thing that goes on. I gotcha. Cool. Well, awesome. I'm, Man, gonna, I, I'm ad-libbing a real little bit, but one thing that was really cool because mm-hmm. David Goggins did in his book when he was with Scribe Media and then Javon McCormick did. If you get the audio version, this is super cool. Mm. There's like a five to 10 minute podcast like segment in between each chapter so it's the chapter of the book then a short podcast segment then a chapter then a short interview segment it's very cool and since you know elevate media i just love that they're elevating audio books to be more than just a read but a conversation as well Uh and i just i love thinking about things differently that is cool spoke to me no I, i love that and that's a really neat idea like I have some books in my head that I know I will eventually publish. It's just when I have the time to prioritize doing it (laughs) and then the same, but with that, like what is that structure to be different, but still bring immense value. And then with the audio side of things, like how, yeah. So that intrigued me as well. So that's a really cool thing. I'll have to check that out with that. But yeah, I think thinking of things differently, I think that's an important part of entrepreneurship because you can follow all the cookie cutter and all the, you know, the guides, but again, kind of like Javon's book, some of those are written for the past and not where we are now. And so like moving into where we are today and thinking of things differently, you know, we can, we need to do that. I think with our networking as well. And I know you have the can system, C-A-N. What is first, what is can stand for? Yeah. And before I even get into that, I'm going to tell you exactly what it's not. Okay. It's 
it's not rocket science. <laughs> it's no golden ticket. It's not the best kept secret. Honestly, it's common sense, but I feel like a lot of us are not intentional enough to actually implement. And the mm. person that implements will see success. There's lots of C's. I add C's every single day. For some reason, C is my letter, but create. <laughs> Create content, collaborate, and networking. Create and network. Content and network. Collaborate and networking. I call it creation-driven networking, where creating something is what's driving my networking endeavors. Yeah. It's not, hey, let's print. I've done it a million times. I'm literally putting myself on the spot. I'm not <laughs> criticizing anybody. Let's go on Vistaprint. Let's print some business cards. Oh, wow. It's cheaper if I print a thousand. <laughs> I'll print 500. I'll print a thousand. Yep. And then they sit in a pile or even yep. worse than sitting in a pile. In you're like, box. I have all these business cards. <laughs> you have a big old mound in your pocket yep. and you <laughs> hand them to everyone you meet without any real clear intention. I've got nothing yep. against business cards. But that spray and pray approach, that networking approach, I'll be honest, I'm a quiet kid. I'm introverted. I barely spoke the 13 years of my life. So I'm more of a curious, creative, intuitive person. A busy networking event overwhelms me. Not going to win the room. That's just not. I'm a marketer. And one thing I'm good at is when you give me time to plan my attack, and I attack my plan, I kick butt. But you put me in a busy room, I'm nervous. And what I found with creation-driven networking or create a network, content and network, when you make the creating and the collaborating the purpose of your networking, you have a plan where I'm not going in being like, if I don't meet A, B, or C, if I don't meet Chris, this is a waste of time. It's not my thought. When I go into networking endeavors, it's always, how can I create and collaborate with this person in some way where we can add mutual value, share audiences, share insight, more than just sharing business cards or our dog's names? How do we create something together? Mm. And in your case and in my case, one of the ways is a podcast, but it can be hosting an event together. It can be rallying the troops for a charity event. It can be a cross promotion. It can be an affiliate agreement. It could be as simple as just starting an engagement group and engaging on each other's posts. It could be even simpler. If you like the person, like, comment, share and ask them to do the same. But how do yeah. we create content and collaborate while we network? So the purpose of networking isn't just to shake a hand or <laughs> find transactional business. Right. It's to find like-minded, value-centric people that you align with, that you can create something bigger than yourself, compound interest, if you have help. And that's how I get it done. And we can talk about podcasting because it's an easy example, but yeah. the, the podcast is the simplest example ever right. because people that their time is valuable. Mm -hmm. The fact that they spend it on me blows my mind. Right. But since I come to the table saying, hey, I want to endorse you as the top consultant in blah. I love what you have to say about A, B, and C. And I really think it'll add value to the audience. In doing so, you also create content, this and that with them. You get the goodwill of them bringing their reputation to the table and right. they get your endorsement in your audience. So it becomes mutually beneficial. When if I ask that same person, hey, man, 
can I buy you a dollar, a cup of coffee and pick your brain? <laughs> Nobody wants their brain picked. Right. So that's the can system in a gist there. Mm, I love that. And I think approaching it from that perspective of like, you know, how can we benefit the other person? Yeah. You know, what we can, what can we do together, you know, to benefit you as the person you're approaching? And again, yeah, like what you mentioned there, that's why I love podcasting. That's why, you know, I got into podcasting so I could start my business and figure out how to start my business and grow my business by the people I was interviewing, but still, you know, put them on the pedestal basically per episode, each episode as the experts, as I'm learning and as everyone listening is learning too. So like, and it's such a, like nowadays, I feel like that just opens the door a lot easier than, because I mean, for sales, for partnerships, for, you know, any promotions, like coming in from that perspective, keeps things a little bit simpler, a little bit easier, a little bit less stressful for that connection. But like when you get in these situations, like maybe you've never met this person before, do you have a, a way to approach with the can system to even bring it up about collaborating? Obviously, I know you kind of said, hey, I want to endorse you kind of thing. But is there anything in between that or do you kind of just open up with that? Like, hey, I know about you and like to do this. Yeah. So we're going to talk about virtual, like a social media message kind of thing, because mm-hmm. the in-person approach is a completely different environment. Yeah. And I'll be honest, I do better at social selling than the in-person approach. It's completely cool. different strategy. Um in the social approach, all you need to do is find a way to bridge the gap mm-hmm. and provide a reason to even start a conversation. In most categories, it's not, oh my God, I love what you're doing. Blah, blah, blah. You don't want to like be a fanboy or fangirl, <laughs> but it's something as simple as like, hey, Chris, I think I might have done this with you. Maybe not in this scenario, but I do it all the time. Every podcast I listen to, every book I read, every YouTube video, I reach out to the creator. It takes me 20 seconds to do so, and I already consumed the content so I can quickly devise a message. So it's simple as, hey, Chris, people could do this after this episode if they want. Hey, Chris, I listened to your podcast with Ben. Love what you're doing here. Keep up the great work. Then they reach out to me. Hey, Ben, I listened to your podcast on Elevate Media. One, two, three takeaways that brought value into my life. Keep up the great work. In this case scenario, they don't respond. And guess what? You're exactly where you were before you sent the message. Yeah. If you don't like their content, why are you even reaching out to them anyways? So right. reach out any chance you get. If they respond, you start a conversation and you want to quickly, you don't want a small talk. You want to quickly move to the purpose and yeah. the purpose needs to benefit them possibly more so than it even benefits you. So in this scenario, I connect with Chris This is, and then I say, hey, Chris, you know, I listened to this episode. I noticed that you haven't talked about blank yet. Do you think possibly you have room on the show where we could collaborate, do a podcast episode? Or on the other end, if you're trying to get someone's attention, you could be you could look at who they're following and say, hey, Chris, I see you're following. I not even say I see you're following, <laughs> but you just say like I would like I'm using the podcast as an example because it's for easy. sure. I'd love to have you on my show. You'll join great company, including name drop people that they're following thought you'd be a good fit too. So it's Mm. leveraging momentum and commonalities for social influence and connection to put you in a position to even have the conversation. Now let's one more, just simple example. Let's say you're the one in those examples. I'm kind of trying to level up and get someone who's 
right. bigger and better than me. Right. Let's say you're the bigger and better person, but you want to highlight up and coming entrepreneurs, up and coming coaches, consultants. You join, ask them to join your community, ask them to come to a live event, ask them to do this or that, ask them to submit, maybe be win an award. You can bring them in a similar manner, but the whole point, and again, it's not rocket science. I didn't make any of this crap up other than the freaking can acronym that anybody could have done. The point is, how can I add value into their life? How do I let them know immediately that I'm here to add value? And in the collaboration process, which we could get microscopic, how do I actually add value and over deliver? Because the super nuanced point is even if you collaborate with someone completely for free, friend to friend, peer to peer, they know what it would feel like to pay you because they've seen what the process is like. And a lot of those collaborators aren't clients, but they became they become your army, your cheerleaders, your referral partners because they know what it would be like to work with you. And then the old fashioned word of mouth approach, they let people know about you. Yeah. So I'm going to shut up and let you talk. No, I, it's, that was great. And a lot of valuable insight there. I think, again, yeah, just how can we approach it with value and how can we give value after it? So what is what are some of those ways that we can over deliver once we've made the connections and had those happen, then how can we take it to that next level? And they, then being like, Oh my gosh, like, okay, that was worth it for me. Like they said, but even more so. So what are some ideas that you have around over delivering on these like free kind of collaboration, like podcast guesting on the show or something? hundred percent. And I'm open for test subjects because I'm going to tell my story because it's yeah. close to me, but everybody's story, they're going to utilize it differently. So when I put on a podcast, when I reach out, I already kind of explained this. I reach out with value. I let them know that I know people in their world. Once they book it, I follow up. I send them reminders. Once they show up, I show up early. I prepared. I hesitated when you asked the last book I read because nowadays I'm reading like a book a week just to prepare <laughs> for some of my guests. Right. And I show up prepared. I do my best to ask insightful questions, very typical basic stuff, but you want to do all of it. Then afterwards, I send them a thank you message. I send them a thank you text. I create a free gift. In my case, it's a cartoon graphic, but I awesome. send them a free gift for appreciation for being on the show. My follow-up email is pretty kick-ass. It's a cool template. There's a bunch of, all the links are right there for you. Then once it goes live, obviously with that follow-up email, I send them a text. Hey, just so you know, I sent you an email. We're live. I'm really excited about this. Then I start tagging them on social media. Not only do I tag them, I DM them on the platform to be like, hey, I just tagged you. So they see it happen and they engage as quickly as possible. Afterwards, if they really added value, I'm making introductions and it depends on mm. the person, but I'm setting them up on other podcasts that would have taken time and possibly money for them to get on, but I'm connecting to my network because I know that the podcaster is going to get value from the guest. Mm -hmm. And I know the podcaster is going to like me for the intro and the guest is going to like me for the intro. Let's be simple. Right. So you're just loving on people, loving on people. And that system and process shows like he's, 
texting me and this and that, and we don't even work together. <laughs> clearly, this person does that for their clients, and clearly I do. And it's really getting your systems and processes down to be people first, one-to-one mm. -one relationship first. You can automate, but know when to automate and know when you need a human touch so yeah. you can over-deliver in every single interaction. And you don't even have to have a podcast. A simple example I love to give, let's say you're a photographer, brand new to photo. For some reason, I just left my job and be a photographer. I don't know. <laughs> but you go to, let's use a, I've never given this example. This is a fun one. So right. let's say a restaurant just opened and it's a popular, or let's say it's a new location. So brand new location in your city. Everyone's excited. There's going to be people out the door waiting in line. You say for the launch and pre-launch, I'd love to take photos of your restaurant because you have the best food. I think this is going to be really exciting. Can I be a part of it? I just want to be a part of it and come and take photos. They say, yes, you take pictures of the food, you take pictures of the lines, you take pictures of the staff, you build a portfolio using these photos that you took and edited for free. whoop de do you're going to have to do things for free sometimes. That's yep. just how things go. Then you take that portfolio <laughs> item, maybe even possibly you have to do that two or three times. Let's just assume you do. Then you've got A, B, and C. Then you go to restaurant D and say, hey, I'd love to take pictures of your photos, your staff, your this. I can actually do long-term content marketing if it's necessary, but let me just show you. I already worked with A, B, and C, and I thought you'd be a good fit for this kind of service as well. So then you have the portfolio that now D is spending money on you at a premium yep. And now you have a book of business and A, who would have never hired you at all, can <laughs> be that example you use in conversations with the restaurants that are smaller than restaurant A to kind of give you that reputation to lean on. A was a collaborator, but then D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K can all be clients because of that goodwill you created with the first collaboration. That's awesome. And that's a good thing to remember, especially starting out. Like, yeah, sometimes you might have to do a little bit for free just to build that book of business. And I think that's a, a good reminder and then leveraging that going forward. So great insight there. And then what you said a little bit before that as well that I want to dive into, because I thought it was a great topic or a great mm -hmm. kind of tidbit was knowing when to automate, but also knowing when to have that personal touch. So can you dive into that? Like, when is it okay to automate or when is it not? okay to automate i am not qualified to give a good answer on this <laughs> because i do the personal touch thing for just about everything gotcha this is possibly actually a speed bump in some of my i'd like to get more momentum this is possibly mm -hmm. a speed bump or maybe a limiting belief um one thing I've done, a, I've done so much study of human psychology, human behavior, sales, marketing, mm -hmm. that I find that I'm more efficient actually crafting messages that are tailored and meaningful than the spray and pray, send out a thousand messages approach. That being said, I'm missing opportunities by not automating certain things. Yeah. So there's simple things like automating my calendar invite to send them mm -hmm. a reminder. There's yep. simple things like um, pre-scheduling emails, things like that. But 
I'm not an automation pro. I do everything hands-on, right. but I'm also, I have an eye for automation. So this is my one insight. If it feels icky, it probably is. And I'm big on LinkedIn and I get a lot of icky automated messages, which yeah. ends up being my superpower because in the sea of crap, <laughs> I get to be a pony and everybody's sending the same automated crap. I put together a message that takes me 20 seconds and then stand out. Yeah. So this yeah. is a, this is just my experience. I believe right. in automation, but yeah. you're going to have to bring on someone who does that. Well, no, that's fine. Yeah. Just from your perspective, I think that's a good perspective with it because like like there's room for it and like kind of with what you're saying with the linkedin specifically linkedin like for me like i have an automated system for linkedin that sends messages but like i tried it and i'm like how can i make this more personal personable or not so like you said icky like so like i'm still kind of with that because there is a benefit to being able to reach a lot of people without having to spend the time doing it, but also making it as personable as you can. So like maybe it's just the LinkedIn automation could be where it's just an initial message. And part of me, like, like truthfully, like this has been a thought in my head, like what if I just set it up to connect with a person and send a message and say, Hey, this is actually an automated system for elevate media just to help us connect with this type of person, which we think you are. If you're not, we apologize. If you are, you'll be getting a message after you connect from an actual person, but this just like in transparent, I don't know, like those ideas have crossed my mind. Just again, get connected with more people and then start having the personal connection. I don't know. It's a fun, that's a fun idea when people yeah. are a little humorous in their yeah. message. The one you, know, thing you know, those are, you get so many of them and you know, they're automated, like, you know, they're robotic. So like, why not just be upfront? Be like, Hey, yes, this is automated. We're just trying to connect with people in your market. If you're okay with connecting with us, the next message will be from a human kind of thing. Like, so I don't well, know. Just, well, let me tell you something I did when I started my uh -huh. podcast. So I started a Rochester based podcast. We don't have to go into it. It used to be Rochester business connections. Now it's real business connections. A lot has happened, but I started in my local city and I hand writ these notes, but you could automate this. Right. I would reach out and I'd basically say, I'd say, Chris, I see you went. To, so state university of Brockport is the school I went to SUNY okay. Brockport. I'd be like, Chris, I see you went to SUNY Brockport as well. Congrats on making it big time. And I intentionally was reaching out to SUNY Brockport business owners that lived in Rochester. Chris, I see you went to SUNY Brockport as well. Congrats on making it big time. That's it. And even things like man or hey, what's up? Like just making it natural can automate that message, send that to people. What happens though is once they connect, I believe you need to look at their bio because if the next message is too vanilla, yeah, it's automated. Yeah. So if Chris connects, I can look at his bio and be like, you know, I see you just rebranded, man. What's that like? I just launched a new part of my business. I'm going through a rebrand. Dude, I'd love to chat with you about that. Yeah. And then you just provided insight on what you could talk about in your first message. And now you're starting a relationship. So yeah. automating the hook makes sense. The mm -hmm. hook needs to be hyper personal. Hey, I see you're a jet skier as well. Yeah. 
hey, I see you're from New York State is a little too vague. Hey, I see <laughs> you're right. from yeah, Indiana. Yeah, yeah. I get messages. Hey, I see that you're a business consultant. I'm not really a consultant, but I see you're a business consultant and I help business cart consultants do X, Y, and Z. <sighs> That's trash. Right. It's, yep. it's literally just like, hey, dude, you have a dog. I have dogs. Like <laughs> it can be that dumb. Right. And then once you get through with the automation, then personalize the touch with the people that you actually want to talk to. Yeah, no, I think that's a good way to look at it in a good direction too. But yeah, because yeah, use the tools, make things simpler, but also you got to yeah foster the relationship somehow. Like, so finding that balance, I think is crucial for sure. So I appreciate you sharing that. You know, it's been a, it's been a good conversation. It's flown by. I think you've yeah. provided a lot of good pieces for people to think on and start implementing in their networking and then in, in their outreach, especially on social media too, through, through what you've shared. So I appreciate everything that you shared there to kind of wind things down. Two more questions that I've been trying to implement because I, I find them interesting. And one, you've probably been asked before or have heard it, but if you could sit down for an hour or two, it's anybody ever dead, alive, fictional, and just ask questions or talk to them or learn from them. Who would you choose and why? It's a really tough question. My go-tos, <laughs> my go-tos are always Gandhi and Jesus Christ. That's I, the last one episode I just recorded, the same answer. Well, half of it, Jesus. Like, that's awesome. Yeah. Gandhi I'd and Jesus, love, cool. Love Mother Teresa too. These what people, would you ask Mother Teresa? What would you ask her? What would you want to learn from her? How does it feel inside? Oh man, I'd have to, wow, that's, it, it would be very much on feeling and resilience as she put herself through the ringer to help anybody who was in front of her. Yeah. And I presume she was deeply fulfilled. Mm. And I'm curious as to how and why she was deeply fulfilled. Cause yeah. most of us operate in a selfish way where they help each other, but even helping others can kind of be an ego based decision. Right. I'm very confident that it wasn't ego based and she was just wired in a way that I just want to touch the nectar of <laughs> her beauty, you know? It's yeah. Such a, <laughs> I don't know how to say it. No, that'd be cool. Yeah, there's so many people like I'd love to learn from and mm. connect with. And so that that's neat. That's a good answer. I like that. Not that there's a wrong answer. So, but the last thing I kind of want to just have you share is, you know, if you could talk to someone who's just starting out, you know, they got a side house right now, they're in a job nine to five, but they're trying to build something to create a different life for them and their family. What would be one word of advice you'd give them? You can't take wisdom away. You can't take experience away. It's okay to be human and make mistakes, but our biggest expense in life is not having the right wisdom mm. or having the right wisdom and not applying it because we can't get our time back. We can't boohoo about it, but surround yourself with the people that have the wisdom you want and you will become that person and quite possibly surpass them because you have access to information they didn't have. Mm. So surround yourself with people that make you better, not better. Surround yourself around the right kind of wisdom and you'll become, it doesn't even matter what you want to become. You fill <laughs> in the blank. It's your journey. And even if you don't get there, you're going to enjoy the heck out of the process of trying to get there. So that would be my advice. Oh, love it. And that's 
Great advice. And so I appreciate you sharing that. As we come to a close, Ben, where can people connect with you at, hear more from you and learn more about you? Yeah. So just, I mean, you probably maybe say it in the outro, if people haven't subscribed and liked this podcast, obviously leaving reviews great, but in a lot of cases, just hitting the like button or the five stars and you're good to go. Once you've done that, you can find Real Business Connections, which is my podcast, my firm, this and that, anywhere you found this. So Mm. I'm a marketer. So if I failed, find me and give me a hard time. (laughs) But you should be able to type in Real Business Connections anywhere you found this episode. Find me there and we'll start a conversation. Cool. Awesome. Yeah, guys, take them up on that. I appreciate you reminding people to like and subscribe and all that. It really does help. It helps both our shows. So go check out Ben's and do the same thing. But again, Ben, thanks so much for being on Elevate Media today. And thanks so much for tuning into this episode today. If you found value at all from this episode, please leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It just helps us get this show, these messages out in front of more people. And don't forget to share this with someone who you think could benefit from listening to as well.